0: Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Hey! Dance! You got, you got. Dance! yeah! It's the Jan Dan Podcast, episode 109. This one dedicated entirely to the people of Fort McMurray as they deal with the devastating fires that swept through the, uh, the city on Tuesday. I'm wearing, if you're listening to the audio, I'm wearing my Fort McMurray Oil Barons jersey. I think, does that have my name on the back?
1: It does not, Dan. It no. has no name. You <laughs> stole that jersey. I thought my a, name was on the back. From a uh, Fort McMurray sport uh, check.
0: Crap. So, uh, yep, our thoughts are with yeah. you in Fort McMurray. So maybe this podcast, will, like, it'll take your mind off things. That's why we're here. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we're we thinking of you guys and hopefully Scotty Upshaw. How about that? Imagine Scotty Upshaw mm. brought a cup up there this summer. That
1: would be so cool. I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed. With the way um, the community in in northeastern Alberta has sort of rallied, Um, you know, my hometown of Athabasca, people offering up, uh, you know, land on their farms to to campers and RVs to people who need places to stay. Um, Obviously, lots of places in Edmonton offering up space for people to stay, for people who have been displaced from their homes. So, yeah, just... It's a devastating thing but at the same time so impressive that no no one was really seriously injured. There was like injured. a twisted ankle. That is the most amazing thing of this whole uh tragedy is that no one was really seriously injured and really the best thing. I mean, property can be replaced, uh, you know, and 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 it's in the, in the long run, you know, possessions aren't that important. It's really about Correct. lives and and thankfully just because everyone was was so smart about it, everyone got out safe. So um, way to go guys uh, hopefully everything's going to turn out okay in the end
0: and we've got a great podcast planned for you uh, James Duffy's going to stop by to talk about the uh, the draft lottery and how the, the Leafs made out and we've got a great guest yes our, our, our main guest of the show This is a, it's a tremendous story uh, a guy who grew up in Saskatchewan then he did some, some racing in Canada and now he's a crew chief in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series for Martin Truex Jr. and he joins us on the phone now Cole Pern how you doing buddy?
2: Good. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing amazing. Every time your name comes up, though, we wonder how did a guy from Saskatchewan end up as a crew chief in NASCAR? Give us the, the Coles notes or the Cliffs notes. I but, guess the Coles what, notes. What, Canadian?
1: You 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 know Coles notes. Cole Pern because oh, yeah, you're from exactly. Canada. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, I gotta I gotta correct you on that because I'm from I'm actually from Ontario, from London originally. So oh, I thought uh, you were from Saskatchewan too. Yeah, not as not as exciting, I know. But, no, uh, no. So you, nah. so you,
0: but you grew up racing in the Canadian Tire Series, which at that time was the Car Series,
2: correct? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, my dad raced uh, kind of short tracks around London and and all over Ontario, I guess. So I uh, got into that at a young age and started racing go karts. End up, you know, went to Waterloo for mechanical engineering and combine combine the two to uh, to make it to where i'm at
1: let's just uh for our american listeners uh the waterloo engineering program it's like getting into the pentagon and stealing trade secrets it's very difficult to get into so obviously you're you're a super smart guy at what point how did you start to make your way down um into nascar Cole, into the sprint cup series how did that progression happen
2: Um, basically I quit my job. I was working after I graduated and and moved down and slept on a, you know, a buddy's couch in North Carolina for about a month or so before I got hired at uh, Richard Childress Racing as an engineer and just kind of worked my way from there, really.
0: It must be an intimidating industry to join though, because the technology is just off the charts.
2: Yeah, it was pretty overwhelming at first, for sure. Now, you know, you're kind of used to it and you're in the midst of it, but definitely the... You know, there's plenty of days and they're really going, you're like, wow, this is a a lot to take
1: in. Did it surprise you? One thing that surprised me um, is just the amount of staff that all, you know, Richard Childress, um, all all these racing teams have. They employ so many people. Did it blow your mind just going from CASCAR to to NASCAR, the amount of people involved in, in putting teams out there on the track every week?
2: Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think, uh, you know, at RCR we had, you know, over 400 employees. And, wow. You know, that's, that's pretty standard. I mean, I think, uh, you know, right now we're partnered with Joe Gibbs Racing and they got over 500 employees or something like that. So that's it's, crazy. Uh, you know, you, you go into those places and it's just, you know, it's really hard to, you know, to find your way and, and to know what you need to be working on because it's a bit of a zoo that way.
0: So lead us through a day. What is your entire day saying, how do we make this car go faster?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean we're always uh you know, we spend a lot of time in the wind tunnel and, and you know, trying to, to make aero upgrades to the car and, and a lot of the times just focusing on, all right, you know, it's it's really a mad dash every week to try and get every update possible on the car so you can, you know, bring the best piece that weekend. So it's uh it's constant, you know, even you know, even if you technically have a day off it's uh you know, you're on your phone if you're if you're away from the shop or at the racetrack, it's uh it's a twenty four seven job.
0: So when Martin Truex Jr. if he gets in a wreck and the car is written off, tell us your reaction though. Is it like you're seeing like a puppy, your puppy being run over or something? Because I wouldn't be able to watch. and, like, oh, all that work. Oh man,
2: it's a little demoralizing that way for sure. But you, uh, you know, you just you're building new ones all the time, and I don't know. You really only race the car maybe three, four races before you're uh, you're on to the next one. So it's, uh, you don't really get stuck to them for very long.
0: Now, tell us your thoughts on Talladega. This past weekend, for those that don't know, there were some major wrecks. Uh, Two cars got airborne. Uh, A lot of the drivers questioning. Kyle Busch, I was watching him. He said, I don't need to be here. I could have watched this race on my couch because I've already got a win. I'm already in the chase. Uh, He says, there's no reason I should even have been in this race. Everyone's almost guaranteed to have a wreck. I think only three cars didn't get damaged. Your thoughts on Talladega?
2: yeah it was uh it was a wild one for sure i mean really it falls onto the you know it falls on the driver's shoulders i mean i don't think there's anything rule-wise they're going to do to change it but there was a threat of rain the whole time and that really just i think up to Annie for everybody you know trying to position themselves i mean we ran i think like four wide for like five straight laps with no issues but i mean it's one guy makes one mistake and you know you're that tight together and the whole field's crash. so it's a uh, it pretty much looked like a junkyard in the garage area. You know, everybody <laughs> it did. Cut, you know, cutting things off just to trying to get the, get them back in the trucks to get out of there.
0: And the guys in our booth during that race, which was on Fox, when I think Kenseth's car flipped, he says, oh, you don't get to see under these cars very often, so every team's going to be pausing that and examining it. Is that true?
2: Well, that's maybe if you work at Hendrick, where Jeff Gordon's from, because they pretty much do that to everybody. But I don't <laughs> know if that everyone, everyone's that that's that anal you know, to, to focus on it that way but
1: uh well actually I'm, I'm glad you brought that up what what's the level of competition like obviously we know how it is between the drivers what about the crews themselves i mean is is there is there actual trash talk cole uh or or is is there any animosity or or is it pretty civil between the crews uh out in the spring cup series
2: i'd say for the most part it's civil but i mean you definitely you have the teams you don't like i mean the That's the thing. I mean, we spend, you know, 38 weekends a year on the road together with the same group of people. So at the end of the day, you got to all, you know, work together because at some point you're going to need something the same way that that they're going to need something. But you definitely, you have your groups you'd rather not be next to in the garage. But, you know, for the most part, it's not too bad.
0: (laughs) And the pit crews have changed. How much has it changed since you've been with NASCAR? Because they're athletes now, these guys jumping over the wall.
2: Yeah, the preparation they put into it is just unbelievable. And, And just the technology and the pit equipment. I mean, it's just you know, the film breakdown technology they use and the analytics they use to, to focus on all that is just really blows your mind of, you know, where that's come from in the last 10 years.
1: Where uh, characterize your relationship with Martin and, and how you guys communicate over the radio. Have you gotten better and better at that over the years? Were you comfortable with that right away or is it something you had to kind of grow into?
2: Uh, it's a pretty easy relationship, honestly. We're both uh, you know, pretty laid back, but folks at the same time. So we just, uh, you know, it's really, you know, we don't need to say much to be able to communicate, and, and that makes it really easy. So it's been, uh, you know, that's one thing we have been fortunate with. It's just really been an easy relationship.
0: Now, tips for people who are listening in Canada, because that's the predominantly uh, where our listeners are from for this podcast. Someone has dreams in Canada listening to this right now of being a part of the NASCAR series. What would you tell them?
2: Uh, you know, you just really got to get some experience, make sure you got some experience on like the, you know, the short track level to, to get in and then, you know, just make as many contacts as you can. I mean, it's, uh, it's really about being in the right place at the right time to, and then once you're there you know, making sure you make the most of it.
0: Do you ever see Martin's car? Cause you used to race them. Do you ever see his and say, Oh man, I wish I was in that. <laughs>
2: At times, you know, at times, but I know I'd make a lot more money if I was driving. But that's, uh, that's just part of it. That ship's failed, so you got to get over that pretty, pretty much in a hurry.
0: What, what, uh, what gets you going? Because when I'm at a race, and Jay just went to his first one here in uh, Fontana this year, is it is it that first lap when they, they let them loose and wave the green, or is it when the cars start up? What What gets you fired up?
2: Uh, you know, there's just so much anticipation going into race day. It's like. You know, you've you've been there typically for two days. You've practiced. You've qualified. You know, you've you know trying to make all the best adjustments you've made. I, re, I really think it's that first like five laps of the race when you kind of know whether you've whether you've done right. You know, that that weekend so far making the right adjustments, and after that you kind of relax a little bit and you know just try and focus on how you can make the most of the day. But you know, the thing that gets you going is just being up front and leading. That's the that's the best thing about anything in the sport.
0: And uh, and before we let you go, what's your setup at the track when you when you roll in? Do you have a tent? Do you uh, do you sleep in a trailer? Where are you sleeping?
2: RV? Uh, sometimes. I mean, I, I like staying at the hotel. We uh, pretty much all our guys. We got a really good group of guys on our team, so we uh, we like going out for dinner together and and being being all together. So it's a good community that way.
1: Well, listen. We we wanted to have you on for a long time. Uh, you're doing your country proud, and we really appreciate you, you coming on the show. Um, hopefully, we can run into you again. I got I got to meet you at, at Fontana, so it's really That's right. I'm really I'm really uh, really happy you're doing so well, Cole. And uh, and thanks for taking a little time for us today on the podcast. We appreciate it, man.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. I've uh, watched you guys for for many years back when you're on TSN, even. So it's uh, it's good to talk with you.
1: Awesome, Cole.
0: Uh- Enjoy your uh, your day and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, we will be in studio here next time you're out in California.
2: Awesome. That sounds great. I appreciate it, guys. Thank hey, you, that's Cole.
0: Cole Pern. He is the uh, crew chief for Martin Truex uh, Car in the Sprint Cup Series. And uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys. I, I was at a, a driver's meeting one race and he's like, hey, came up and introduced himself. I don't know where I got Saskatchewan from. I heard Saskatchewan Maybe. somewhere. Maybe I should have just. Maybe just
1: assume that everyone, yeah, maybe we do some research. (laughs) Maybe just one Google search. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) just Wikipedia.
0: (laughs) But I, I knew he was in Kaskar and all that, so, oh, well. We got Hey,
1: well, he's from Canada. We know that. Good guy. uh, So
0: now everyone can have a favorite uh, driver on the Spring Cup.
1: That's right. All the Canadians.
3: We shared this to our NASCAR page. We have a lot of NASCAR fans watching, loving this. Hello,
1: NASCAR fans. I hope, is Danielle Trotta watching? She better be. Hi,
0: Danielle. And for all our NASCAR fans, and for all fans, Mother's Day is May 8th. I know, sneaks up on you every single year. But look, you still got enough time to order Mom the best flowers of her life from books.com. Books flowers are, in a word, gorgeous.
1: Let me tell you something, Danielle Trotta, and all you NASCAR fans. Books flowers are grown at eco friendly farms on the side of a volcano. That's right, a volcano. Blooms are larger, colors more vibrant. It's a better soil and more sun at a lofty 10,000 feet. Order from Books.com today because if you wait till the last second, you get flowers. Your mom <laughs> knows flowers. They're the crappy flowers that come from a massive online outlet, or the limp ones snuggled next to the green onions at the grocery store. Books flowers say, Thanks, Mom, for all you do.
0: Hey, Race Hub host, co host Adam Alexander, what does all this gorgeousness cost? Not much. Books prices start at a mere forty bucks. No upcharges, no extra fees, even deliveries. Absolutely free when you register with the Books. Listeners of our show save twenty percent off the bouquet of your choice. Just go to Books.com, enter promo code J. That's Books B O U Q S dot com. Promo code J. Books.com. Promo code
1: J. It took me up until this very moment to realize that Books was short for bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. There's that.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, hey, we were in Calgary last week.
0: Yeah, we went up for the uh, the fifth quarter um, charity dinner to raise money for the the Dinos football program. They pay for all the scholarships.
1: Um, the UFC Dinos football program powerhouse for many years. Great program, uh, and it's a bunch of alumni who, who help raise money to. You know, to top things up, help the guys out, make the team competitive, and uh, man, what a great group! Uh, uh, Tony, uh, Gary, uh, or Tony Craig, uh, uh, Stu Laird, who looks like a young Charlton Heston. Yeah, uh, right. Like he Stu a good, Laird, looks a good like looking, yeah. he he hasn't aged, and he could probably still play at this point. Uh, uh, we got to go to Spolombo's Deli. Uh, Speaking of Tony Spolatini, wow, thank you to the family. Chicken parm was unreal. Yeah, Uh, if you're from Calgary or been to Calgary, you know of Spolumbos, an Italian deli, uh, you know, a real cornerstone of the community. I was really thrilled to be able to go there. Uh, we had a great time. It yeah. was fun, and the, and the crowd was fun.
0: And we stayed at the Hotel Arts. We each uh, arrived to a note on our beds. I'll read yes. you the one that was on oh, mine. Oh,
1: yes. Do I have mine? Uh, I think I Hotel do.
0: Arts, I highly recommend it. Great little place. Um,
1: yeah, nice place that, if you're in downtown Calgary. So the
0: note was, if the tent wasn't there, you could watch the pool be cleaned. Have a great <laughs> stay. Miss you in Canada. That was nice,
1: and I and I have one from the same. This is from Dana, the valet. Yeah. So Dana uh, brought our bags up to the rooms, and he said, uh, "Miss you in Canada. Love the pod, Nikki Benz!" Exclamation <laughs> <laughs> mark. Have a great stay, Dane of the Valet. <laughs> Thanks, Dane of the Valet. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, my friend. Very cool. Rich showed up. Rich is here. Yeah. How are you, Pat, Rich? Pat he yes. is not
0: here. He, yes. he sent a text five here. minutes before the podcast saying he would not be here. That's oh, Mold.
1: classic, Mulldowney.
0: I think this is three in a row, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. is he, and he won't be is here that next it? week? He won't be here next week?
1: no. So Pat is, let's make it official, he is off the podcast. Yeah, he's gotten
0: too big for his britches. Yeah,
1: yeah. Too popular on Instagram and various social media outlets to have any time for us.
0: I remember before he was famous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, He was just on the spot. He was still miserable as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> and now and now he's miserable, but famous. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it's better than not being famous.
0: Hey, speaking of famous, on the Canadian Wall oh. of Fame today,
1: Ron McClay. Okay. I didn't know this was happening. This is good. Hi, Ron. How are you, buddy? We could have him on the podcast. Yeah, sometime. why don't we give him a call? Have Ron McClay Just on the him podcast. call Sure, we'll call him. I don't have yeah, his not. number, but... I don't have his number either, but that's actually a great idea. We should have Ron on the podcast. He... Uh, um. Uh, how do I say this, has been marginalized a bit on the new Rogers uh, broadcasts, Uh, much to many people's chagrin. I He's uh, certainly still capable of hosting. I'm not sure why he's not, but that's neither here <laughs> nor there. Um, if it's but not yeah. broke, why fix it? Yeah, that's a great question. If, if I was running that whole operation, that would be the first thing I would have said. I would have said, you know what, Ron, you're you're still here. Uh, let's not change too much. But uh, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, we had a great time in Calgary, so, so hey to everyone in Calgary. And uh, the Kilkenny Pub in, uh, I believe, Brent, the Brentwood area of town... I want to give a shout-out to the whole staff there. They were very nice to me. Uh, I went out afterward. and You went out to Cowboy's Casino and crushed it at the crap stables. Nah,
0: no, the crap stables were not kind. Okay. And then I uh, just, just went back to the Hotel Arts and read my note over okay. and just, over. Okay, just read it. <laughs> now, did you strip down to the nude to read it? No. Do you sleep in the nude? Uh, no, with the boxers on. Okay. And then we
1: had an early morning flight back to LA. Yeah, then we had to work Friday night. And then this week, we did an interview with Bobby Lee from Mad TV. Oh, I can't talk about that. No. Uh who else did we have on the show this week? Uh Daniel
0: Cormier is coming on our He is our coming show. on today. Oh,
1: you're knocking that Whoop. down. Keep knocking that we down. We had uh
3: Lamar Houston.
0: Lamar Houston from the Chicago Bears. Great he was guy, a
1: great guy. Yeah, very he was, large human. He was awesome. And CJ Nitkowski, who's been on this podcast a couple of times, is fantastic. He came on the TV show as well. And gave it so his gifts. funny.
0: And Meta World Peace is coming on Friday. Friday. Really? I didn't wow. know that. we are taping tonight in two hours. We, we are?
1: Yeah. When did we just. I just found it out. People maybe want to let us know. (laughs) That's great. That's very cool. Very excited to have him on. I'm sure he's done, right? He's done. (sighs) He's an unrestricted free agent next year. I mean, he could play. He played last year. Why can't he play this year? I I don't know. We'll ask him. Does he still wear panda shoes? Mm. We'll ask him that too. Ask him.
0: So you'll be able to hear that interview if you listen to the daily Fox Sports Live podcast, where mm-hmm. we have the audio version of our TV show, which a lot of people cannot receive in Canada, well, no one can. <laughs> <laughs> so you can listen to the audio version.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd like to get right into Six Degrees of Engineer Jim because uh, we have a lot of a lot of bands here. Awesome, awesome. a lot of them. So let's and James do
0: Duffy's still coming up in this podcast.
1: Yeah, we got James Duffy coming up in ten minutes. So uh, Six Degrees of Engineer Jim and I don't think we've done this one before. What, what do we have? Joel Maxwell. This is a suggestion from Joel Maxwell. Weezer. Weezer. Have we had Weezer before? Have we done Weezer? I don't
4: think we have. Oh. But Weezer. my answer is
1: yes. Yeah.
0: And Weezer's back with a new album, correct?
1: Yeah. The, a new album called, well, it's just called Weezer, but it's white. So the, yeah, it's, it's white. The white. It's the white album. the white album. Yeah. yeah. Um, so
4: uh, have, have not worked directly with them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, their A and R guy when they originally signed to Geffen Records was sort of like the junior A and R guy. His name was Todd Sullivan. He was the junior guy under Tom Zutat, who was the A and R guy at Geffen that signed Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had done a few projects with Todd, and through Todd, I have a connection with Weezer.
1: Did you when they? first came out what was your impression of of the band they were so I, I liked
4: them i thought they were great yeah yeah i think rivers is brilliant and uh i like their sound and their whole thing it's a very unique sound yeah. when you hear them on the radio you're like oh that's weezer
0: yeah, yeah.
1: and 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 like it was so because they were nerds on the cover yeah. of the album, and then you listen and they rock, and they rocked, like it was yeah. really rock and roll. And, and I thought they made the great videos, videos, yeah. the videos. Of well, the, the, the Buddy Holly video that yep. Spike yeah. Jones directed yeah. just really put them on the map. It was yeah. so innovative for the time. And then Rick Okasic from The Cars produced their first yeah, album. That's yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right.
4: Um, and uh, one of their guitar techs who might have played maybe as a side guy off and on in the band as well is a guy named Bobby Schneck Classic and Schneck. Uh, a friend of mine. And he through the years has worked with uh, Slash's uh, Snake Pit and uh, also, um, uh, geez, I'm trying to remember uh, the the name. They're from Buffalo.
1: Oh, the Goo Goo Dolls? The Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. When you say a rock band from Buffalo... It's a goo goo. You're dogs. gonna you're gonna narrow yeah. that, right? I down. think
4: Bobby still works with them.
0: So um. I'm really interested to hear this next one from Jen Crumpler. Classic the, the, crumpler. The crumpler.
1: That, that'd be a great wrestling name. The crumpler. Or like a good pastry, you know, like the Cronut. Yeah. Oh, did you get yeah. the crumpler? No, there's too long a yeah. to lineup at the bank. So
0: you're like welcome, Jen. You can come out with your own line of food. Or <laughs> yeah. become a wrestler. Uh Lil Wayne.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Lil, <laughs> Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Like
4: you know way. I I can't think of a connection. I might. You haven't had any scissors with him. Uh, uh, I I have not. <laughs> I <don't laughs> no. Have... Well, we got um, another crumpler but, one though. But but um, that being said, uh, I'm not sure because I don't know if he's ever worked with uh, Teddy Riley, who's a yeah? producer, and he had the a
1: founder or the the godfather of New Jack Swing.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. um, he had the band Black
1: Street, right? Rex in um,
4: Effect. Yeah, so I had worked with him and uh, Old Dirty Bastard, and and Slash on something. And I don't know if there's a Wu Tang Clan connection. Well, I or, know uh, Teddy Riley connection to Lil Wayne, but that I, I could be way off the mark. I have no okay. idea.
1: Well, I mean, I Teddy know. Riley was a pretty prominent figure in. American popular music yeah. in the '90s. Yeah, but here's one thing I did want to bring up, and Dan, I'm glad, I'm so glad we brought up Lil Wayne, who I believe Drake was like Lil Wayne's protege, right? Okay, like Drake was like a sidekick originally. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So we last week we said we were complaining that about Drake interview right. introducing the six as the nickname for Toronto and saying it was because the Yari code is four one six. We had numerous people send us tweets and emails saying we were absolutely fing wrong and we don't know what we're talking about. Oh, wow. It's actually the six boroughs that make up the greater Toronto area. Oh, see, I heard something different. I heard it was because Canada is made up of six letters. No, that's definitely not it. Because it's only Toronto. It's only Toronto. Toronto. Got it. Yeah, but, but I. Yeah, that's apparently it. Apparently, it's the same. I didn't realize apologize. So sorry for everyone we offended.
4: Is little Wayne from Toronto as well? No, no. He's been there
1: for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's from Toronto. He's from New Orleans. Is he? Oh, is that where he's from? New Orleans. Okay, yeah.
4: My my cousins live in New Orleans. Is that (laughs) the connection?
1: (laughs) Wait, how about this one from the Crumpler? Damien Rice. Uh, Damien Rice. Uh, honestly, who is that? Got, I don't even know who that is. Okay, let's so cross that one out. So sorry about that. Who is Singer, Rice? Singer, songwriter guy. Uh, how about this one from Nathan Clemenchich? Steve Miller band. Just got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was pretty pissed about Yes. Yeah! Fuck yeah. Steve Miller band. All right. Yeah. Uh, I almost
4: had an the opportunity, uh, there was talk. For a while of going up to his place, Uh, he has a ranch in Colorado or Wyoming or something like that, and uh, living up there and recording an album and working with him. How crazy would that that. have been? Uh, But um, my true connection, because that never panned out, uh, is with my buddy Raz, who is his uh, front of house mixer and tour manager, and has been for many, many years? And that's,
1: that's a, a very good, good connection. That's a good gig yeah. too, because he's still touring like constantly, yeah. right? Yeah, still doing his thing. Just got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he had a big tirade Ooh, afterwards, taking
4: money and run. That's Steve Miller. That's yeah. Right. So, what was the tirade? What? T- tell me.
1: Uh, part of it was that he asked for tickets for his family to go to come in, and they were like, "No, sorry, we can give you one to his own concert." To his own induction to the oh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
4: Sorry. Okay, so this is a real point of contention right. by pretty much every artist that's been inducted into right. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: And, and it's, uh, uh, I, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't want to get down on the rock hall. I bow down. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of bullshit yeah yeah hey yeah especially to you know maybe an artist who's you know maybe had a one-hit wonder back in the 50s or something like that or even you know a a blues artist from the 40s and now the the guy's great-granddaughter's up there to accept the award and they're like oh yeah sure you can bring your family it's twenty thousand dollars to sit at this table yeah if you got 20 grand sure uh, wait a minute! You're not going to fly me out. You're not going to do anything. Nope. You're no, you're not. We're not, not going to pay for your hotel. We're not going to fly you there. Yeah. We're not even going to pay for your seat to sit there. That maybe we'll give you one. Yeah, but that was, much, that was
1: one of one of the many things he was. Up yeah.
4: About. So the, um, again, you know, people get on Axel about uh, not going and stuff like that. You know, that was kind of maybe part of it, mm-hmm. a very small part of it. But uh, there's a lot of very famous musicians who I will not name who have been inducted who were pissed at the fact that they had to pay ungodly amounts of money to have their wife and children be there as they get inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'd it's
1: be not cool. too. Yeah. You going to go to Desert Trip, Jim? Desert Trip?
4: I don't know what that is, that but count the, me in, man. That sounds <laughs> awesome.
1: Old Cella, as they were calling I can't remember if we discussed this. No, it's- we didn't. It's the Coachella for, oh, for old this people. This is the,
4: with all the rock bands yeah, out. Yeah, so there. it's
1: Dylan and the Stones yeah, on Friday. Are you kidding it's me? It's McCartney and Neil Young on Saturday, and it's Roger Waters and The Who on Sunday. Holy The, shit.
0: the whitest crowd in the history the of-, <laughs> rock. of The whitest of the whites. Sounds band. like it. I'll
1: <laughs> be there baking in the sun. Yeah, when literally. is it? When is it? October 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Indio Polo Ground in Palm wow. Springs. A- Greater pump.
4: You care. think it was warm? <laughs> it is gonna be toasty out there. Yeah, man. it will
1: be. It will be hot. It'll, It'll be, be hot. October is a good time to go. It'll be fun though. A lot. Of, well, I'm very curious to see how everyone's dressed because I I detailed. In great blazers detail. blazers and dress shirts yeah 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 <laughs> yeah a lot of brass buttons and such <laughs> that's an incredible lineup yeah, that's amazing pretty. and rolling stone said each act is getting paid 7 million bucks for one what? what what come on yeah what? How, how are they going to afford that wow.
5: they're
3: going to make their money back
1: well the the most expensive ticket it's actually not as bad as that. it's the most expensive ticket is 1600 bucks for all 3 days the least expensive i think is 400 for all 3 days but if you think about it a 400 dollars ticket to see all four Cheap. Six of those groups is pretty it's f- good, I thought.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, to get an average seat at a Stones concert it's right. like four or five hundred yeah. bucks.
1: Yeah, right. You're not. That's. I mean, it's crazy. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Wait, all right. So, hey,
4: <laughs> Desert Trip.
1: Are De- the tickets on desert sale? Tri- yeah, I believe they go on sale Monday. Are you going Monday? <laughs> 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 not having. No, you don't want any part of that. Saw the Rolling Stones once, doesn't? Yeah. It? Yeah, but you saw him at SARS stock, right? Yeah. Yeah. I they mean, were uh
4: Those are some great
1: bands. That's yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Dylan could be a wild card.
0: <laughs> you I will mean, not understand thing. one word he says. Yeah,
1: that's the problem. He's like now he he's just like f- he if there is there one human in the building in the on the planet who gives zero f***s more than Bob Dylan. Like he <laughs> he doesn't care if he's singing the right lyrics anymore. He's or, a yeah. new IBM
4: commercial. Who I do have a connection to, by the yes! way.
1: Yes!
4: I've done a record with Bob. Just dropping that.
0: <laughs> we're going to give James Duffy a call now. Talk yeah, to him. Yeah, let's give him Duffy a call. Talk to him about a wild weekend hey, for while we're calling your
1: f- Toronto Maple Leafs. let's go, Before we do that, let's mention yep. again uh, our second of three sponsors. Again, as someone pointed out, Botticello leaves the podcast, the sponsors come flowing in. Casper, this uh, show brought to you by Casper, an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It has just the right sink, just the right bounce, uses two technologies that come together for better nights and brighter days.
0: There's a risk free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on Casper for one hundred days with free delivery and painless returns. It's all made in America. It's only five hundred bucks for a twin size mattress, nine fifty for a king size mattress. Compare that to the industry average, and it is an outstanding price. Get fifty dollars an toward any mattress price. purchase by visiting Casper.com slash J D. The letter J, the letter D. Casper.com slash JD and using JD terms and conditions apply.
1: I love that. Guys, how did we go from having no sponsors ever to having three sponsors per podcast? What's happened? It's obviously all rich. Yeah, rich. Rich showed up and all of a sudden the show has some money in here.
3: Can I read you this comment real quick? Let's hear it. This guy says, Jay and Dan podcast. Great for
1: morning dumps. Good. Okay. I, we could change That's that. That's fine. But, I'm fine with that. And, I'm uh, okay with that.
0: And our second guest of the podcast, uh, uh, James Duthie, really busy man. We're very lucky to have him here. Uh, hi, James. Uh,
3: hey friends, how are you? Hey buddy, we're great. We uh, we hey, wanted to have hey, you.
5: Hey hey
3: how are you? <laughs> you, got, <laughs> you? You got your rubber boots on. <laughs> we want
0: to have you on because it was maybe the greatest sporting weekend in the history of Toronto. The the Leafs get the the first overall pick, and the Raptors win a playoff
3: series. <laughs> Oh, so that that I'm your Toronto correspondent yes. to you're, give you the feel. You're yeah. the feel, you, you may be from of, you guys Ottawa. You realize I live 40 minutes north of Toronto, right? And oh. everything I tell you about the vibe of the city will be lies.
1: No, <laughs> no, come on. I mean, you're. I
3: was. You know what? It was it it was uh, spectacular. I'm not a Leafs fan, but I think that I, I spoke to enough of them that they're they're just so used to failure. And they were so shocked that something actually went right. We were, even though we don't have the rights to the draft lottery anymore, or we were actually doing alternative programming on the other. We were actually covering the lottery, which was bizarre because basically <laughs> we were doing play by play of the lottery on another network. <laughs> so I like, like it. Yes, uh, yeah. So basically, that's what happened, and then we did like two and a half hours afterwards, and and the you know, there's a bunch of Leaf fans in the studio, and they were all just giddy as if they'd won the Stanley Cup so it it really is a massive deal for that to happen because it's been so bad for 30 years and the Raptors thing it's funny I, I the you know I don't cheer for the Leafs or many hockey teams but I do cheer for the Raptors and I was watching that game with my son and it's so funny the defeatist attitude that you have as a Toronto fan because they were up 16 and when it went to 14 I went they have to get the next basket. They cannot <laughs> get any, And, and he's, he's going, Dad, they're up by 14. I'm like, you don't understand. Son. <laughs> and sure enough, it, when it went to three, I think if you'd polled Toronto fans, oh, there would be man. about 90% thought they were going to fail. So it was... Well, uh, a bunch
1: of people left, right, James? A
3: bunch yeah, of they people did. gone. They, and last yeah. night they left again when they were down six with 15 seconds left or whatever. And, and then Lowry hits that crazy shot, but... Only in Toronto. I mean, that shot would be legendary if they won the game, yes. but instead mm-hmm. they completely foldo in overtime. But you're right, that weekend was probably the single best weekend in Toronto sports in about 20 years, which People in say Boston would howl at because you won a draft lottery and you won one round in the NBA playoffs. But it's true.
1: Well, now you said you took your son to the game. Is that that's the same son you you, you wrote the? I love the one story you wrote about him calling the Raptors the Rat Horse. I still call the, <laughs> the, the rap. I still call him the Rat Horse because of that story. That's that's pretty yeah, cool. he was though.
3: like he was like four years old when I first introduced him to that. That's but, amazing. Uh, so
1: he's grown yeah. up with the team, so to speak.
3: He has, and he's he's into it actually, which. You know, none of my kids actually watch. I don't want to get into the discussion about this generation, but nobody watches television <laughs> yeah. anymore. But yeah, my kid doomed. is into, into the Raptors. Yeah.
0: Can you get them? So to how maybe you watch doing? TV. Can, we, we are a dying industry, James. Come yeah, on.
1: yeah, James. We we need to squeeze another <laughs> few years out of this. We're we're not quite ready to retire yet.
3: I know. Like I figure, it won't it won't matter to your American listeners, but like Ryan Williams and like Bob, okay Bob Costas, they they've done it perfectly. Like, they aren't going to get out at the exact yeah. right time.
1: It's true. They're
3: basically going to die right at the time <laughs> the television
5: dies.
1: <laughs> it's true. I mean, we're laughing, but it's actually true. Like <laughs> It is. You're like, right. Co- Costas is going to, like, go
3: to his grave just howling at yeah. the world. <laughs> laughing at us. I led the big network star life, and now all you guys are screwed.
1: Well, I, my favorite thing from this past week... Was someone sent because uh, Snapchat got the rights to uh, to, to Olympic video? What? So someone said, "This is going to be great. I'm going to watch Sports Center for stills. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'll be on Snapchat. I'll be watching actual video of the Olympics. Like it's it's incredible how fast it, this is all happening.
3: It is, and it makes me feel uh, so freaking ancient. Yeah, it's not even like I have Snapchat, so. They talked me into it a
1: couple of months sure, ago. Our, did, our PR people and sure, I did.
3: have no idea what I am doing.
1: Still, you know what you have to do, James. You do what I did. My thirteen-year-old uh, niece uh, taught me how to use it, and okay, so if, if like, you have very a niece cool or nephew, that
3: stuff when you can change the faces and <laughs> they can put like right? 20 ears on yourself. Yeah, and
1: that's TV now. That's what we're dealing with. <laughs> That's a show that's a TV show but James the problem is like and you know I'm speaking for for you and Dan because I know you we have no other skills like that like there's no backup plan here so
0: it, yeah it, James you it. don't even know how to text people I have to read our text exchange leading up to this interview because it is baffling okay so I, I text James and I say uh, um, okay. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. Guy by the name of Ben will be texting you. When you said 7, I thought you meant Eastern. I have issues at that time. Seven Eastern is correct. Six forty-five Eastern. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, I'm an idiot. That should be good. Me, not so good with the math.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's I, more I of a time kinda, zone thing, not yeah, a. Yeah, I kind of thing.
3: missed your the Pacific <laughs> part of it. You know? And All right.
0: I said, "You wrote how many books?" And his yeah. response: "Ghost writers."
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay is so right, though. Like, and it. it so my my wife's father is a real kind of he-man like he builds things like he builds his own houses and stuff and my dad was a tough cop and a boxer and I am so hopeless like if (laughs) I could not talk on television I would be literally homeless yeah Yeah, and so you know like 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 Jay said we're lucky we got part of a career and hopefully enough to hang on to because besides that I would be like most moronic person on the planet
0: and james you had one of the um the most uh unique experiences uh, that anyone in this industry could ever have you got to play augusta after the masters tell us how this all came about yeah
2: so there's a draw
3: at the masters every single year they let about 40 people play on the monday after the tournament like 20 print people and 20 tv and media people and and your odds are pretty good because you can only win every seven years. And most of the people that cover the tournament are there year after year after year. So this was my third year covering. And they come, some guy in a green jacket walks in on, on Sunday morning and Jack says, uh, uh, <laughs> No, it was not Arnold Schwarzer. <laughs> or, or, or exactly. <laughs> and he says, uh, Mr. Duffy, um, uh, what you, do you have plans for tomorrow? And I was so giddy. Like I could barely cover the tournament all day. So I went out, this is how lame I am. I walked the course the entire day. Well, well, like the leaders are out there. Like mayhem is happening all around us with Jordan speak, like getting a seven at three. And all I'm doing is like walking out yardages. (laughs) So, so, So I know what I might be able to hit the next day. And it's really cool. You show up, like they give you a time to show up and you have to be exactly on time. Like you, Show up at Magnolia Lane. My time was 9.40 to show up. So I showed up at like 9.20 because I wanted to warm up extra. And the guy's like, no, you have to come back. So I sat, I went and was in a cab. So I made my cab sit on the side of the road outside Magnolia Lane till exactly 9.40 when I came on and they, they give you a caddy and you, you get a, a locker in the Champions locker room. I had Nick Faldo and Trevor Immelman's locker. And it's really bizarre because the Champions locker room is, a tiny little thing like it's little and there, there's one shower stall oh, so look. what like it is arnie and lee like yeah shower together and, <laughs> yeah you know, that, that sounds
1: nice the weirdest thing going <laughs> Tell us actual, more about the shower stall. <laughs> that yeah, it, and I, like, I showered,
0: And that's all. And I, that's all James' pictures of artists
3: of the shower stall. Of your yeah, entire thing. Just, just me and my wanger, <laughs> like taking selfies. For, like, Ar- Arnie's Wanger was right here just, like, days ago. Um, yeah. So, it, but the actual experience of walking the course, I was nervous as all hell, and uh, actually, for me played like pretty well It's just around the greens it was crazy but i was walking on air the whole time and i played with a pro from sweden uh who was a really great guy yes for probably... part of it, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not, it was not part of it. yeah but he's probably going to be on like the european tour and and the funny thing was like he was as giddy as me right because he every hole he was just like i can't freaking believe that we're we're at augusta national so it was honestly it was outside of children's birth and all that political stuff you
2: have to say it was probably yeah. the greatest day of my life yeah, let's be <laughs>
1: honest it was better than the birth of your children <laughs> yeah, this is your exactly. safe place james you can be honest Thank with you. us now
0: the biggest yeah. thing you said i uh, followed along when you were uh, telling your story on twitter and all that stuff was the greens you said the the tv does not give them justice
3: no i mean I, and and i noticed that when i was first there like if you go to augusta even as a, to watch you'll see that but standing on them is a whole different thing and if I didn't have a caddy, I would have been probably 15 strokes worse because, uh, I look, at I would line up a putt, and then the caddy would go, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he goes 40 feet to the right. <laughs> and so literally by the second hole, I, I didn't line up any putts. I just said, just you, just go stand where I'm supposed to hit the putt, and I will hit it to your I feet, too and even. then you walk away. And that that was it was really remarkable. Like some of them are just uh, the sixth pole in particular was was the one. Even though I'd seen the course before, standing on the green, I just could not believe I was at the bottom and had to hit it up, and basically had to swing my putter like a driver to get the thing up the hill. So it was a it was a really. Remarkable experience, and I didn't completely shit the bed, so I was kind of proud of myself.
0: Serious question: At the end of the day, do you have to tip that caddy?
3: Well, so here's the deal: they tell oh, you sure. they tell you at the beginning. They show up on the first tee, and they say they say all caddies' uh, fees and tips are taken care of. But i well, talked to Bob Weeks about this, he, uh, one of our golf guys in Canada who'd played a couple of years before, and I said, uh, you know, he said you should tip the guy, and so I brought a hundred bucks and. Uh, they they frown upon seeing it, so I gave it to him down around Amen Corner when no one was looking.
1: Nice. And,
3: uh, hey, come over, over here
1: into the woods.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come <laughs> here,
1: come here, boy.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, Amen. Really but so I gave I gave my daddy hundred bucks. But the funny thing was, I, I there was this beautiful young lady from England who I was playing with, and we were walking up. Kate 18. Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Kate <laughs> Middleton. <laughs> okay, she, was a dir- she was a director for English TV, and. Her caddy was, like, one of those caddies that was really trying hard all day. Like, he was the caddy who made all the jokes. And you could tell he was working the tip really hard. And she's walking up 18 with me, and she's going, It's so nice, too, that we don't have to tip the caddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so I felt, I felt so bad for that, dude Because, like, he was three minutes away from getting totally
1: stiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she comes from the pub culture, James. They don't have to tip over So it. you told yeah. her
0: that she better, right?
1: No, I didn't. Like, I didn't know what to do. Do I go tell her afterwards that she... I mean, how do you so do I, that? Because you just met the person. I mean,
3: you can't... Yeah, so yeah. I didn't. I didn't say, hey, look, at your, I think you're wrong here. You have to... Get the
1: <laughs> I hey, split my dude
3: a hundred bucks back in the woods on 12. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, very quickly, different subject here. James, did you hear this This John Chaka of the Coyotes... Became the youngest GM in NHL history today. He's 26. What the hell? He graduated yeah, from it's... Western in 2014. Oh,
3: my God. Well, his his sister, I, I know a little bit. She's uh, one of these analytics experts. Uh, lives in Toronto. And uh, um, she's done a little bit of stuff on the side with TSN, with her analytics company. Just a brilliant, brilliant person. And so I knew he was equally brilliant so it doesn't surprise me in the sense that there's been a a little bit of a buzz for the last year in the hockey world about this guy but that is that is ludicrous considering you know I I I always whenever some something like this happens and it was the same with Kyle Dubas the assistant general manager of the Leafs who got that job when he was about 24 some ridiculous thing and I always think of what I was like at that age
1: exactly
3: (laughs) And what a moron, what <laughs> an idiot I was. A big
1: and, f*** up. That's what I was. Yeah.
3: So it's, it's, it's completely remarkable.
0: Uh, James, your latest book, what is it, The Guy in the Woods? What's it called? The Man <laughs> Who Tipped in the Woods. <laughs> oh, The Guy in the Left.
1: The Guy in the Left. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: I sent you a text when I finished it, uh, a great read. Um, I love all your books, and everyone should
1: I, I should pick that up. I finally got mine, James. Mine finally just showed up. Uh, I, I had it at my house. It was my fault. I
3: want I want to know actually, Jay, and I was going to ask you this privately, but are you writing a third book? Because didn't we both agree that we were sick of our talking about ourselves?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. I've decided to hold off until I actually have some more life experience, <laughs> yeah.
3: or just write the Dan
1: O'Toole <laughs> tell-all. Well, I could yeah, I, mean, I could ghostwrite. Once after
3: you said it was like when it was like the day I ate breakfast.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I knew. Well, that was going to be the title of the third book. I, I pitched it to them, and they were like, "You know, there's only so many breakfast foods you can wax poetic about." Uh, yeah, so I think no, I'll hold off for a while. How about you, James? Are you? Yeah, Penny? no, I'm,
3: I, I'm done for a while too. I the next book I will do will probably be about something other than myself, which I'm sure will be nice for everyone in the public. I hope it's
1: about that director woman. That English woman. <laughs> the English don't tip. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. Okay, boys. Take it easy. Nice talk to you. Love you, buddy.
0: That's James Death. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at TSN, James Duthie, and uh, again, pick up his books wherever books are sold on Amazon and all that other stuff. Hey, this podcast is brought to you by Wix.com. Woo, lots of spots. A great business needs a stunning website, and with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix, that's W-I-X dot com, and create your stunning website today. It's easy, and it's freaking
1: free. As you were doing that, I was typing on a typewriter. That has nothing to do with the website. Ben, you had something you wanted to say. To <laughs>
3: no, I was just holding up the...
1: You were making sure we got that yeah, in? And
3: Dan was on it.
1: Oh, very quickly, uh, how are the comments on the Facebook Live? If you, if you're audio, if you're following us, uh, audio only. If you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, we certainly appreciate that. But just a reminder, we're now uh, Facebook Live for the whole Dan. podcast. Yeah, Can Jay I, and Dan.
3: I'm going to read you some funny ones. Sure. Because yes. Jim, has anyone ever told you you look like Ron Jeremy, the Golden Fox? Oh version. yeah!
1: Wow, that's pretty sweet. Penis similar size. I, yeah, I wish. You never told us that story about you, Axel, and Ron, Jeremy, and Lars from Metallica uh, that yes, one night.
4: Yes, yes. Uh, not not Axel, uh Slash, oh, and Slash. Lars, uh, and Ron Jeremy. Well, yes. we've got it was time. A good time. Yeah. It was a good time.
5: <laughs> we'll leave it at that.
3: Yeah. Uh, Dan, yeah, has a question. Was, uh, All right, did Guy Boudelier get out of Fort Mac, did you get him a ticket to LAX? I'm glad
0: they asked. I sent him a message today, and Guy got back to me promptly. He said, everyone is safe. He he can't get uh, over the fact that 120,000 people people were evacuated. There were uh, no injuries so far. And he said, one of my University of Alberta students said, you and Jay are doing great. Uh, Sorry, don't get Fox from LA. Take care, and yes, everyone's safe. So Guy is good.
1: That's good to hear. Guy is good. What else we got, Ben? He is good.
4: Uh Do you know that Ron Jeremy
1: can suck his own penis? Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but he 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 has this phone book of like pretty much everybody he's ever met. Like somebody says, "Hey, let me give you my number." He, said, blah, he blah, says blah, a black blah. book. Yeah, it's it's like a loose leaf notebook and he's got numbers written in there like microscopically. It's got to have a million phone numbers. Wouldn't it be easier? And it he, just he, is like falling apart.
0: Right, and pages falling because
1: out because it was pre pre phone. Could, yeah. yeah. couldn't he pay and someone he to
0: put got, them all on his phone?
1: I would, oh, but he apparently, he apparently is very frugal. I saw like a documentary yeah. about him. He's a frugal guy, but they say he's like the richest guy in porn. Like he just never spent anything. Yeah, that's I, how you become I, I used wealthy. To
4: see him I all the time at the Rainbow, and he would come you, down the, I, the studio. T- and the, stuff.
1: Th- I've been the Rainbow. Maybe five times in my life, and at least two of them Ron on Jeremy. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, and usually with uh, an actress or two.
1: Yeah, an adult film star. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seb- so one
0: more, and then we gotta we gotta head upstairs.
3: Well, I thought we should say hi to this guy Sebastian from Germany watching the podcast. Oh, hey oh, Sebastian,
1: right.
3: huh? And did you go to any nudie joints in Calgary, Jay and Dan?
1: Well, so in Calgary for years, the strip club was the French Maid, and I was, we were told we made a bunch of French-made jokes during our speech because that's where uh, that's we're the lowest common denominator type <laughs> speakers. But they said it's now called the Boudin Rouge. The Boudin Rouge. So the answer is no, and I'm pretty disappointed in myself because that would have given us a chance... To flick loonies at ladies' vaginas. <laughs>
0: uh, remember, visit uh, the Red Cross in Canada. You can donate to Fort McMurray. And again, our thoughts Thanks are... for with that a, segue, Dan. With everyone that was awesome. In yeah. Fort McMurray. That was awesome. Uh, and uh, was yeah, we'll, nice. we'll be back for a full... Le- well, yeah, we were just a few minutes short this week, but we're good.
1: Can I, can I really very quickly, before I go, read just a couple of these uh, mailbags, Dan? I know you're signing off, but... Just, here it is This one This is the one I want to read okay. Dana Waugh. He was the valet Ah Hey guys You're staying in the hotel I work at tonight For an event I'm a huge fan Listen to every pod Bought every book Love all things J and D I found out you guys Are checking in today And my heart sank I'm off tonight and tomorrow I had a buddy Who would let me take a shift But the villains in HR Would not allow me To work the overtime I even offered to work For free Or to sign in As someone else So they would be paid <laughs> Shut down on all fronts. Love you guys. Hope you had fun and felt my presence even though you don't know me at all. But he was there. I know. I don't know. Something get this. happened. The pool had a stage over it for the event, so Tools he won't be able to look upon it. And then uh yeah, and then we got a lot of emails from people correcting us about this. The six. <laughs> the six. We lot. corrected that. So yeah, the six boroughs, not four one six. Oh, and very quickly, Ryan Hanna. Hi. Jay, recently finished number two. What a read. What I share in common with your book is that the title of your book is precisely the same amount of books I've read cover to cover in my place. Anyway, I found myself hanging out in Jay's old neighborhood of Kensington Market a couple of days ago and instantly thought of you. Your chapter on receiving your medical marijuana card made me laugh. Well, good news, Jay. Since you've been in America... The lovely, quaint neighborhood of Kensington Market has become a hot spot for medical marijuana dispensaries. Now you can get that weed card you lost replaced by just having a driver's license. Keep up the good work, boys. But is that true? You could just get a medical marijuana card with a driver's license in Ontario? I, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right at all, but I'll investigate. You can be sure of that.
0: Uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Fox Sports Live podcast. It happens every single day of the week, Monday to Friday. And tonight, uh, this is coming out Thursday
1: Uh, it'll be out Thursday Uh, yeah thanks for joining us on Facebook Live Google Play uh, iTunes uh, anything else Rich that I'm forgetting no no you're good alright guys thanks for uh, watching listening we certainly appreciate the support namaste